Welcome to Church in the Mall at Home. You know, we have decided to close our services today at Church in the Mall as I am currently undergoing testing for Corona or the COVID-19 virus. But that doesn't stop our time together in God's Word, and I'm so delighted that you're able to join us here online. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Malachi chapter 3, and I want to show you an interesting aspect that will help lead us into our time in God's Word today. So as you're flipping there, allow me to pray for our time together, and let's see what God has in store for us. Lord Jesus, as we gather this morning, would you come and speak your word to us? May we have an encounter with the risen God that will leave us changed. May these become more than just words on a page. May they become the living promises that are given to us by the Lord our God. Teach us about who you are, that we might know something of who we are, and respond appropriately to your word, your message, in your presence in our lives. God, don't allow us to miss out on a moment of what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Malachi is interesting. It's the last book of the Old Testament. It was written sometime in the Ezra-Nehemiah time period. This is the Israelites have been taken into captivity uh, by Babylonian oppressors. They've been taken over now by the um, neighboring groups that have now allowed them back into the city of Jerusalem to rebuild it. They start by rebuilding the temple, rebuilding the walls and the homes inside the city, and people are starting to return. But they're finding that the life here isn't what they wanted or hoped for. The people have forgotten to serve God. And so religion has become religiosity, not a relationship. And so this particular prophet Malachi has come to speak to the people of God and remind them that God is a God who keeps his promises, who hears their prayers and answers them. But because the people have stopped listening to God, God will stop talking to them for 400 years. And then that God will make good on his promise as he begins the gospel messages talking about how his Messiah, Jesus, the promised and anointed one from God, has come to save the world. So look here in Malachi chapter 3, is the words of the eternal commander of the heavenly armies. That's God speaking. He says, pay attention. I'm sending my messenger to you, and he will clear the road ahead for me. The Lord you seek will suddenly arrive at his temple. And the messenger of God's covenant, your soul's delight, watch, because he too is coming. So the message is, keep your eyes open and be ready for what God is going to do next. Now, 400 years transpire before we find Luke writing this particular message to us, capturing the everyday events that show God still at work in the lives of the people fulfilling these promises. So in Luke chapter 1, we hear about this man, Zacharias, and his wife, Elizabeth, of the priestly lineage of Aaron, who have come to the temple to worship God and to serve on his two-week period as a priest here in Israel. <clears throat> his prayers that he has been offering year after year after year is for his wife and him to have a child. Well, 
They're now long in years, and they have not had a child. But on this particular experience, Zacharias has been picked to go into the temple of God and put incense on the altar. And in doing so, he comes into an encounter with an angel, a messenger of God who stands in the presence of God, soaking up the radiant glory of God. So as Zacharias comes in contact with him, his life becomes changed forever. Listen to this part of the story as the angel begins to tell him that God is a God who hears prayers and answers them. Zacharias, your prayers have been heard. Your wife is going to have a baby soon, and you will name that child John. He will bring you great joy and happiness, and many will share your joy at John's birth. This son of yours will be a great man in God's sight. He will not drink alcohol in any form. Instead of these alcoholic spirits, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. From the time he's in the mother's womb, here is his mission. This John, who we'll later known as John the Baptist, becomes a prophet of God. This is his purpose in life. <clears throat> he'll turn away many of the children of Israel, and he'll turn them around to follow the path of the Lord their God. Do you remember the prophecy about someone to come in the spirit and the power of Elijah? Someone who will turn the hearts of the parents back to their children? Someone who will turn the hearts of the disobedient to the mindset on the just and good? Your son is the one who will fulfill this good. Your son will do this. He'll become a prophet and he'll be the Lord's forerunner. The one who will prepare the people and make them ready for God. <clears throat> Excuse me. So here is this fulfillment of a prophecy laid on the ground 400 years prior. And now that ground is becoming tilled and we're seeing these birth of new life as flowers come into this incredible fruition here. But this isn't the end of the story. You see, from the moment that Zacharias has this conversation with Gabriel, he's doubting that God can do such a thing. And so, as a way in which to teach him something, God makes Zacharias silent, mute, for the next nine months until his son John is born. Now, just like God was silent for 400 years, now Zacharias will be silent. Sometimes it feels like God is silent, doesn't it? Sometimes it feels like we've prayed prayers for years. Uh, sometimes the same prayer over and over, waiting God to just answer. And some of us may have lost hope. But I'm here to tell you, you don't need to lose hope. Our God is a God of promises and one who hears us and fulfills those promises. Now, he may not always answer the prayer in the way that we look for. But if we have the intuition, as the prophet Malachi had, to watch for what God is going to do, then we won't miss out on the ways in which he answers those prayers. In this case, after nine months, this child will be born to Elizabeth and to Zacharias. And the moment he's born, Zacharias' voice is restored. And he begins to sing from the fullness of the Spirit of God a prophetic blessing. 
But what that means is that after 400 years of silence, Zacharias is now made silent because of his disbelief. But because of God's faithfulness and goodness, the prayer that Zacharias has prayed for all of his married life is fulfilled. And that even though he and his wife are way along in years, they're having a child. And God makes Zacharias the first prophet to speak in 400 years. I mean, this is just amazing. Listen to the words that he says the moment his mouth has been freed and his tongue loosened. In verse, or chapter 1, verse 68 of Luke, Zacharias says these words, May the Lord God of Israel be blessed indeed. For God's intervention has begun, and he has moved to rescue us, the people of God. And the Lord has raised up a powerful sign of liberation for us from among the descendants of God's servant, King David, as was prophesied through the months of his holy prophet or the mouths of his holy prophets in ancient times. God will liberate us from our enemies and from the hand of the oppressed. In other words, God has never forgotten his people and he will always come to liberate them, free them save them, and then protect them. This is the whole purpose of God, is to invite people like you and like me to come and be a part of something greater, the family of God. But the only way we can do this is if we become liberated through someone who can offer that liberation. Now, because you and I are far from being God, um, we don't think perfect thoughts. We don't always act perfectly in every situation. There are times that you and I even doubt. And so we are not good saviors. But what God does is he sends his son, Jesus, to be born of Mary, to come into this world wrapped in flesh, being both God and human being, so that he can live a life that is just like you and I. He's faced with all the same temptations, all the same struggles, all the same hurtful things that you and I have experienced in our lives. But yet never once does he lose faith. Never once does he act on his own well-being, but rather to serve and honor God. And in doing so, he can then give his life unfairly as a perfect ransom. That means when Christ goes to the cross and gives his life, he now redeems you and me and invites us into the family of God so that even though we're not perfect, he has made us perfect. Listen as Zacharias continues his prophetic message in verse 72. God will show mercy promised to our ancestors, upholding the binding covenant he made with them, Remembering the original vow he swore to Abraham thousands of years before. Remember, you'll be my people. I'll be your God. I will honor and serve you. You will honor and serve me. In doing so, we will have a covenant of perfect relationship. And I will rescue you from your enemies. Here is God continuing to fulfill that promise that was made thousands of years ago. He rescues us from the grasp of our enemies so that we may serve him without fear all our days. 
you know, right now we live in a world full of fear, but we don't fear because we have this promise fulfilled in Jesus. No matter what happens in this world, you and I know that there is somebody bigger overseeing all this. Not causing all the negative to happen, but one that's willing to work in and through it in order to orchestrate his original plan and make good on his promise. That's our God, the one spoken of in the Bible. And that our promise in Jesus can't be taken away no matter which president is in office or which virus is plaguing the world or whether or not you and I have jobs or whether we even have our health our own lives. But what we have is the hope knowing that our God will see us through all things, that he hears our prayers and even answers them in his time. Let's continue. In holiness and justice in the presence of the Lord now, and you, my son, will be called the prophet of the Most High. He's speaking of his son, John. For you will be the one to prepare the way of the Lord, so that the Lord's people will receive knowledge of their freedom through the forgiveness of their sins. And this will flow from the kind and compassionate mercy of our God. You know, everyone God calls into ministry, he calls to display the same character and nature he has, the same love and compassion he shares for humanity he then invites us to have for others. As he continues, all this will flow from the kind and compassionate mercy of our God. A new day is dawning. The sunrise from the heavens will break through into our darkness. And through, and though you huddle in night, those who sit in the shadow of death will be able to rise and walk in the light, guided in the pathway of peace. Boy, I can think of nothing more encouraging to hear right now as I feel like we are walking around in a world full of darkness. As we are still battling through some of the challenges as we make our way to the end of this year, I don't want us to miss out on the season of Advent, a time in which we prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord. Don't forget God's promise. He will make good on everything he said he would. It's our job to just remain faithful, to trust that he hears our prayers and will answer them in the appropriate time and in the appropriate way. You know, sometimes when God answers prayers, it's not always the way I wanted, but it's always for the greater good of not only my life, but for the glory of God. You know, when we pray, that becomes the source of our power. It's not how we pray or how much we pray. It's who we pray to. So I invite you to join me in this prayer as we close our time together. That God, as you come during this Advent season, prepare our hearts and our minds for an engaging encounter with you. That we won't miss out on what your son is doing. That this world and the evil that exists within it will not rob us of the joy that is ours through Christ Jesus, our Lord. As we make preparations for Christmas, God, would you come and reign Christmas in our hearts, that we will not fear anything in this world. And as the darkness feels as though it surrounds us, we stand boldly, radiant with the glory of God, knowing full well that your promises are still made good today. 
and you will be our God, and we will be your people. Oh Lord, come now, fill us with hope this season, as we continue to learn how to pray and trust and wait on our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you will go forth knowing that God loves you and has invited you into his family through the person of Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks for joining me again online and look forward to our newsletter and updates of what's happening in our church as we continue to move into Advent, as we are working towards our 24 days till Christmas, inviting people to help and be a part of something bigger in our community, serving those in need. And also for those who have taken home some of the children that are a part of the foster care system, I look forward to being able to deliver all those gifts to that community and seeing those kids' lives blessed in the ways that can only be done through God utilizing people like you. So, hey, thank you so much for being a part of Christmas here in Licking County and for making a difference in this world because of what Jesus is doing in your own life. Go in the peace and the love of God. We'll see you next week. God bless.